Greetings. This is the Sex Ed Book Review Podcast, the podcast where we read sex ed books before you, tell you all about them, so you can decide if it's right for you and those that you care about. Content warning, there will be discussions of sexuality, sexual health, and bodies. And I'm Landa. My pronouns are she and her. I'm a sex educator and behavior analyst in Victoria, British Columbia, Canada. Hi, and I'm Barb, and I am a a behavior analyst and a sexuality educator in St. Louis, Missouri in the United States. 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 I'm having an issue. I'm having a delightful bottle of San Pellegrino and it is making it hard for me to say letters. That's not true. (laughs) That's not how this works. That's (laughs) it's a a non-alcoholic San Pellegrino. San Pellegrino doesn't make alcoholic content. That's content. <laughs> content uh, so we're we're back today because we couldn't just do one episode about busting gender binaries because that would only be gender. one way to teach a concept. That's right. That's right. <laughs> one only one way to teach a concept. So we had to come back with more books about this concept or this idea. Um so we're going to talk about a couple books to help people get continue that conversation from a previous episode where we talked about uh dolls and trucks are for everyone and how to be a real man and now we're gonna do even more books on that topic and these are both books that barb has brought to us so uh what are they barb yeah so in my last uh library obsessive deep dive goofy thing uh whatever i did um I, I in my library rabbit hole, I found a couple of different books as we were kind of talking about gender, and I was thinking more about um, specifically around like gender role and gender performance. So the two books I have, one is Sadiq Wants to Stitch, written by Mamta Naini and illustrated by Nilo Ferwadia, and that book is uh, published by Karate Tales. And let me tell you what year. I should have that ready. Aren't we supposed to have that ready? Gosh, it's so, in the first few pages usually. I'm so bad it's at it. I know, right? Uh, 2019 is when it was first printed in the United States. So rad. So that's the first book. And then the second book um, is maybe a book that folks have heard of before, but it is Julian is a Mermaid. And that was uh, written and illustrated by Jessica Love and published uh, in 2018 by Candlewick Press. Can I ask a question about when you found them at the library? And so I, this has sort of occurred to me, books get grouped into mm. themes at the library. <clears throat> and so when I have got, go to the library and I'm, I'm looking at either like books to bring for the podcast or just books for me to use with work or whatever, um, I often find the books, the types of books that we talk about that are about like gender or uh, like what does a family look like and how to make a baby and all like those sorts of things in like a special section as opposed to like peppered in with the other books that are just like children's books. And I part of me is like, I love that there's a special section where you can go to get those books. And then part of me is like, these should just be books that kids explore I don't know how your library has them divvied up or if you have, this is now like going to become a tangent, but like thoughts about how books like this are displayed or 
put in like a special section, hard air quotes in the library. So many air quotes. So many air quotes across <laughs> all the time in this. And so that's why in an audio medium, it can be so, hard. Right. Um, so I typically, um, I do a lot of my searching online. It's just easier, um, you know, lower spoon requirement. I don't have to go walking through the library as much. So I don't often know, but this time was unique i i didn't realize that they had pulled some books off of the shelves for me already so <laughs> i saw I, you coming I, I looked at the hold shelf and i only saw one of my uh i think it's 13 books so look out everybody um so i went looking and i learned that these books are literally just they are these are both fiction books they're storybooks so they're in these were both in the juvenile um early reader section by author name okay they're just in with all the other books with the you know pj max and whatever else the young children are doing nowadays are i don't reading know, I these days. yeah 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 <laughs> okay interesting a couple i have found a couple of books that i've either brought to the podcast or ones that yeah are in my pile of 10 books or whatever my library limit is um i do like to kind of just go like browsing through um mm. Yeah, I don't know. I think there's room for like a special section, but I l l would love if there was like multiple copies of the book that like one of them was just in the, like the general like here's books for kids. And then one of them was in the like LGBTQ plus or sexuality sort of section of the library. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, I accidentally, <laughs> fun fact, I uh, accidentally checked out two copies of Julian as a mermaid because I didn't know that... Um, I didn't know that they had already pulled one off on the hold for me. So ah. they might have it set up like that. That's possible. Yeah. <laughs> you, but right now no one can find it because you have all the copies. Yeah. So let's talk about it so that you can return it to the library That's so right. someone else can have it. Yeah. So they're both like children's storybooks style, yeah. right? I guess you could do a maybe a description of the cover for I us sure and can. then the style. Yeah. So I'll start with Sadiq wants to stitch. Um, and it's... Again, yeah, these are stories that would probably be written, written, read. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> that would be read to children. I don't know how I got there. Um, the, although Sadiq wants to stitch potentially just because of the word count might be a book that would be intended for, um, you know, someone who's a little bit older, maybe a, a grade two, grade three, grade four, potentially um, reading independently, but it's done in a, um, the, title of the book Sadiq wants to stitch is written in sort of a um script but it's done sort of like in embroidery it's actually like like a textured very yeah um as you read through the book you'll find that this uh this boy his name is Sadiq and um he's on the cover and he's sort of sitting here and he is looking dreamily into your eyes he has these nice flushed pink cheeks and then uh at the bottom is the uh author and illustrator names upper left hand corner is karate tales so the um the uh, publisher so that is what um the book looks like on the outside the illustrations in this book and i'll kind of talk about just because these are two books i think are really noteworthy just by virtue of illustration i don't have an art background i have a music background but that's a different kind of art mm -hmm. um i don't know anything about it but i will say that i really like the illustrations in this book it seems like it is sort of like <laughs> i don't know is it is it done in like a like pencil work is it watercolor it seems like a little bit of both but it's beautiful the illustrations in this book are so 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 pretty i'm going to show you just like examples of like 
the I don't oh, I don't yeah. covering my microphone, but like the depth of the colors that They're are very this, rich colors. Yeah. Um, but not always. So I think that they do sort of this thing, like in fact, the page that I just showed you, and it's a a picture of um it's a it's a picture of uh Sadiq's mom or Ami. Um having this conversation with him and they're in the foreground and they are in color. And then in the background there's um, illustration behind that's done in sort of like muted Browns and sort of yellows, which is really cool. Right. Cause it's sort of like showing you what's happening. And there's a lot of that sort of like use of color to be able to f- like bring your focus to different things. Anyway, mm. that's my limited understanding of art. Um, <laughs> so that's that's um Sadiq and then Julianne is a mermaid um the cover has the title up at the very top in this very again I know nothing about typography as we've learned in previous episodes um but a nice sort of like all caps font that is fairly easy to read it's Mm -hmm. you know it's not anything that's written in a way that's hard uh for for people the low vision kind of Mm -hmm. difficulties with fonts and then Jessica Love the author and illustrators on the front and then there's a picture of who you will learn is Julian, and he looks delightful, and he is in his mermaid finery, um, and has, um, you know, ferns up on his head. He has a what we'll find out later is a looks uh, like a um, tablecloth. What do you what do you call it? It's on the windows. Um, oh, like stained glass? No, the thing that you put on windows. It's oh, fabric like drapes. Drape, like thank drapery? you. There, there's a word for that. <laughs> anyway so he's got the ferns from the plant he's got the drapes from (laughs) and he's wearing this like household items that he's created a a look for himself and he has and he is living life and very pleased with himself he's got a very big gesture like a hand up just like julian has arrived he he has arrived um and then the i again i know literally nothing about um illustration but same thing where in this book um the artwork again it is pretty distinctive um i always like when you can tell a story just through images so it shows um in one of the earlier pages julian kind of having a fantasy and like sitting and looking at a book i know i can't mm. remember my microphone he's looking at a book he starts thinking about um you know fish in the sea and then you see him kind of shifting over and you know visualizing oh, yeah. himself as a mermaid and that's not what's happening, but it's sort of like showing the imagination component on the next mm. page. Whoosh. I mean, like, it's so beautiful. Oh, yeah. They're just like colors everywhere. It's sort of like painted. Is, do you think the illustrations are painted versus Yeah. And I would have to look design. it back up because I know that there there's something distinct about the artwork. Uh, somebody... Send us a message. Be like, uh, listen. Not I was gonna say we've people. had a lot of uh, we've had a lot of authors on, but we should not we should endeavor to have an illustrator on to be like, how did you illustrate this book? Tell Jessica us more Love, about come tell us because it is again as somebody who knows nothing, I can see sort of like some of the you know where there are layers in the in the work where um yeah you know, uh, what do you call the thing with the on the corner fire hydrant fire hydrant is spraying and the fire hydrant the spray of the water is in the foreground of the image and then mm. there are you know three young oh, people kind of oh, playing yeah. it, and it's clearly foreground background i was yeah, like i don't yeah. know how you do that you do that with some skills i don't have <laughs> completely so that was me talking about why these books are pretty but you know what? Uh, i think that's important too it is important yeah well and especially with like 
I feel like with books, like for young kids like that, right. It's like they're drawn in by sort of like the illustrations. No pun intended. Yeah. 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 And then that sort of keeps them there. And it's like the content, you know, is they're almost like, oh, I remember that book and the the big drawings. And I wanted to be like Sadiq or I wanted to be like Julian. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Um, so Julian is a mermaid. Um, Again, as I kind of look through, I think that this would be a book that would be really easy to read with very, very early. This could be a preschool book. This could be also a book that would go up to, um, yeah, like the the text is straightforward. Um, so could be a, a kindergarten grade one book. I think as you kind of get into some of like the history and the motivation behind like the story itself, mm. you could push this into later grades, which I think makes something a great book, right? Yeah. And I can't wait yeah. to talk about that. Um, Sadiq wants to stitch again, just because of just the, the word count per page. I feel like this would be something that would probably be a little bit older. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't know how to do like word count per page, but there's a lot of sort of context and background um and a a a little bit of like a richer story in the words themselves so i feel like this is a book that would probably be could you read it to a kindergartner probably would they kind of get distracted and frigidy yeah maybe which is also okay (laughs) um but this would be you know up through grade you know four grade five i don't think this would be too young either so mm, okay what am i basing that on i don't know I don't have know. an english background either. Feel. <laughs> <laughs> i know kids yeah so. totally um and so we're sort of talking about extending the theme of like busting binaries or or not uh, sort of adhering to gender roles or or sort of uh, stretching or breaking down some of those things so um it, just with you reading the the titles and showing me a little bit, I assume that, you know, Sadiq wants to stitch is like Sadiq is interested in, in, in sewing or, and that's something that's traditionally like air, air quotes, women's work. And yes. Julian wants to be a mermaid. And that's, you know, a, a imaginative or creative self-expression that is like, we generally think of as reserved we'll for young girls. As, yeah, absolutely. Um, and I had to do a little bit of kind of searching around. So the, the, again, like I think a mark of a good, um storybook is that there's there's enough context either through images or through words that you don't have to do a whole bunch of google searching to learn things um Mm. but um i learned a little bit because it's it's spoken plainly in the book that um sadiq and hazami are um living in Kashmir. okay so they're in a fairly mountainous region and one of sadiq's responsibilities is to go and um milk the sheep take them out to the meadows that that is part of his responsibility as um sort of like as a male member of the household that that's that's his you know quote job unquote and also his actual no kidding job yeah um and he thinks about embroidery and he enjoys um the patterns he enjoys um the the work of embroidery and mentions it to his ami and she kind of says like nope that's not in our community and she says you know in our community it's the women who stitch men tend to the sheep and that's just she just kind of shuts it down says that's not what you do Mm -hmm. and then he um 
decides he's gonna go ahead and stitch anyway and the story does kind of have a happy ending you know he he does some he does some um stitch work and works on a rug that his ami had um had been working on for someone else and she was not feeling well so that when the person came to collect the rugs <gasps> there was the one that was promised and mm. Yeah, so he he kind of saved the day also, which is great. Um, contributed to it. Nice. Yeah. So, and then she ends up keeping it because it's, I mean, it is very beautiful. It's, you know, so she keeps <laughs> that one and they kind of talk. And she does at the end kind of say, hey, okay, you, you want to stitch? Great, cool. You still have to go out and milk the sheep. <laughs> right? You still have to yeah. do your chores. <laughs> um, but this is something that will make sure that you're that that we are able to make space for i think i just gave you the whole story yeah um, but, that's good though i mean child, like you said a good children's book like tells a, a quick story and it needs a kind of beginning middle and end and yeah, there you go and i just yeah. gave you the beginning middle and end i still help people still look through um one thing that i also think is really neat about this book again i shouldn't have to google i did google a little bit just to kind of get background on sort of um performance of masculinity in um in Kashmir. And um, so I have a little bit of that. I'll drop some links for folks on that too. But it uh, at the very, very end, sort of almost like an author's note where mm, there's yeah. a, a page that talks about um, the the community that is in um, these specific mountain ranges and in Kashmir and talks a little bit about the the gender roles and the expectations for men and for women specifically, mm. but then also just talking about the community which is cool, right? That's an yeah. extra thing. You know, did I did I need to know that in order to understand the book? No, not necessarily, but having that additional education mm -hmm. gives some more depth to the story, right? Here's yeah. why it's important. Here's why he can't just not tend to the sheep, right? Because right. that's your livelihood. <laughs> you know, that's something you're doing um as a as a form of, you know, your role within the community. So mm -hmm. that kind of gave you yeah, that one. So now yeah shifting and gears. then how does how does julian decide he wants to be a mermaid oh gosh so here's what happens and i this one i did have i i wanted to figure out like why a mermaid why are there so julian is uh with his abuela and they are um they're on the subway and on the subway there are mermaids and i was like that is a thing that i'm not used to seeing I, I use public transportation fairly frequently um <laughs> when i'm in a place that has it and i'm not used to seeing mermaids on the subway <laughs> or mm -hmm. on or on uh, public transportation and um so i had to look it up and i found out that um there is an annual um in coney island so uh, in new york city there's an annual mermaid parade and it actually is folks getting together and dressing like fabulous mer mermaid folk yeah and living their best mer lives lives mer lives <laughs> i just um, looked it up too it's amazing and some of some people are are it's sort of like drag-esque or drag adjacent or maybe drag yeah. just drag or just drag and yeah. also maybe not because i haven't seen a mer person mm-hmm I've never like seen one in real life. So maybe this is, you know, who knows? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so just an additional piece, but there are also people, people who are just other sort of nautical themed stuff. But anyway, these are the, these are the people that Julian sees 
uh, when he's on the train uh, and is so inspired and then, um, you know, talks to his abuela, you know, hey, did you see them? And then he says, I am a mermaid. And she's like, okay, I got to go take a bath. <laughs> and then he decimates the, the host, putting together a fabulous outfit. As small children do. I mean, like, he yeah, he, yeah. he can't be very old. Um, also, I have to show you the illustration of his first face when she says, okay, I'm going to take a bath. You be good. Check out the <laughs> face. It's <laughs> just like, uh-huh. Julian uh, has plans. Sure. I'll try my best. <laughs> and he does. He takes the... Uh, the the fern out of the plant and puts it in his hair as a headpiece um he takes flowers out of the vase he puts on um some lipstick he sees the drapes thank you for the word and wears that and then abuela comes out of the bath and sees him and she says hold on a minute and she gives him a a necklace so that they can go out to go see the mermaids oh, and he fun. gets to be with all of the mermaids and also people who are dressed again in a variety of different aquatic things so that was kind of where i went what on earth is this why are there mermaids <laughs> on the beach what is happening so <laughs> so that's when i found out about the um the, the, the mer- mermaid the mer- parade, parade that like, i is think this happening every sunday and i just missed it what's it, going on it is an annual parade i think we're just gonna have to do a road trip yeah i was to gonna Coney say Island. note to self when is this happening i need to go back to new york pretty quickly here so 100 perfect yeah right. and we're gonna go ahead and uh and link so that everyone can see this also <laughs> um Another thing that I thought was really interesting, I guess, um, I did a little bit of kind of searching around and, um, you know, what was part of the inspiration. So that was an obvious inspiration, but then also mentioned that, um, the documentary Paris is burning. Are you familiar? No. Okay. So I'll link. So like an IMDB or something, but, um, Paris is Mm. burning is a documentary, um, that was done in the early 90s, late eighties, early nineties. Uh, we'll look it up. Um, but it's about the the ball culture oh, in okay. New York. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Sort of like, um, I guess, rise of sort of mainstream drag culture. Mm. But done very specifically, very, again, um, community focused, um, especially for, um, for um, Black and Latinx folks in New York City, um, especially... Um, members of the lgbtq plus community so it was again like a space that was reserved for folks to be able to have shows and do balls and be fabulous so it was part of it also again like it's like cool i like when we get history lessons out of very um small simple storybooks it's not in the book itself yeah so yeah was- but it's another yeah i should i should check that out i love pose uh, mm. and that, that the show yeah, so. i um oh gosh now we got a link pose to link pose also right link pose um, <laughs> i'm a fan of like all things billy porter have been forever because i like musical theater oh, yeah, um yeah. but um that actually so poses what brought me to paris's burning was like what's okay. the, what's the real story and it's like no kidding this is actually like what the real story it is is it's actually um you know, people who are who are in community, real life stories. So that was really cool. So the the stories are different um, in a lot of different ways. 
right? So for um, for Sadiq, we're talking about you know, very, very specifically gender role, right? It's not necessarily boys can't stitch because that's a thing for girls. It's like, no, mm. this is your job. <laughs> this is right. what you do. Um, this is how you be a man mm-hmm. compared to a little bit more of, you know, and that's the thing that I think is really fascinating about, um, you know, sort of some of the putting these two together is that I don't think that it's fair to necessarily say that, you know, Julianne wants to do a girl thing. No, he wants to dress as a mermaid. Right. <laughs> okay. Um, and I think that that's going back to talking about why drag book story, uh, gosh, drag, book <laughs> drag queen story hour. Goodness gracious. <laughs> Hang on, I need to have a drink of my sparkling water. <laughs> but having drag queen story hours is really helpful because it's not about, we're not talking about, you know, specifically, you know, this is a thing that, you know, boys do or girls do or men or women. It's being able to be, fabulous and be mm-hmm. glittery and and all of this extra expression yeah i think it's a nice like juxtaposition sort of of the two books as well with like centering like different cultures or like how it can make a difference yes. sort of like where you are right so julian and his abuela see the mermaids and are like living somewhere in the like greater new york city area mm-hmm. so they're going to be like seeing uh you know very likely, I would assume more uh, in terms of diversity of like human expression than the Kashmiri family from hundred percent. Yeah, but that like that Sadiq's mom initially had that reaction of like, mm, no, you can't do that, and Julianne's abuela was like, whoa, you need a necklace <laughs> for sure, exactly. And that's something I thought about too. I mean, you know, in thinking about, um, you know, acceptance of different types of gender performance across different cultures that it can Mm. range from you know being part of not just like a community itself so like new york versus um you know a a nomadic community right Mm -hmm. not just that um but that's a piece too so in that case if you're in new york if your abuela says you know what actually no not into this there may be other opportunities to be able to be able to perform gender in a way that feels fun or feels affirming or um, feels correct compared to if you're a nomadic community and, you know, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Ami says, nope, not for you. Well, that's probably it. So, you know, mm-hmm. thankfully, you know, he had a, a, a caregiver who was, um, who was open to the idea of him being able to do something that is outside of the expected gender role but then mm-hmm. also the the cultures again making an assumption that you know julianne has an abuela that probably is you know part of a um part of a culture that is you know is hispanic in origin and is um why did my words just stop help me out <laughs> like literally <laughs> My words have been shutting off. <laughs> shutting it down. <laughs> but um, yeah, be, so Hispanic culture where potentially this idea of, you know, um, machismo, right? Mm, mm-hmm. Of, you know, boys have to act this way and real men. So going back to, you know, what real men are like, um, yeah. that that may be something, again, where is part of the culture, this may be something that wouldn't be quite as easy, again, depending mm-hmm. on where he is. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Um, and then also the the potential fallback from the community, right? right. Um, mm-hmm. If this is something where you know Sadiq performing outside of his role could you know it could be it potentially having more significant um the consequences for lack of a better term yeah and who knows right yeah so i think that's interesting um but it's also as we talk about you know different things related to um representation in stories Mm -hmm. you know that this is something where it's not just here are these characters in this story and this one person who has brown skin and this one person who has freckled skin and this one person who's in a wheelchair. This is an entire story, both of them centered around very specific communities. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that is beneficial for children who are in that community or who are adjacent to that community um, and also for children who are not part of that community. Yeah, right? yeah. I think that we, like, we started when when we talk about those questions of like, does the book use like a diversity of identities and cultures and, and people. And it's like, you know, sometimes, you know, I think we started those questions because it was books that were sort of meant to like teach about sort of sex ed in the more kind of traditional sense, maybe. But when we're talking like there's, it's not, it's not a point against the book that like Sadiq's family is all Kashmiri in this book and there aren't non-Kashmiri characters, right? That's actually a pro of the book because it is in the library of books about this sort of broader topic um, that where we're, we're seeing some diversity represented in both of, in both of these books, obviously. So yep. I think that's, that's great. 100%. Um, and I think it's interesting to notice, um, you know, and I, I don't know if there's a good place to go look for this, Um But I think, um, you know, Julian is a mermaid, if I recall correctly, is one of the books that has been banned in some, you you can't see my eyes rolling, but my eyes are rolling um, in some school libraries and some, you know, local libraries, which is just, again, as you're, you know, hearing a little bit about, you know, what the story is and what's going on, um, the the idea that this book has been you know targeted to be banned is just absolutely bonkers absolutely bonkers so yeah yeah i i mean i think that it it, unfortunately i mean i remember them the banned book list was you know 20 long and now it's just you know like Mm -hmm. forever it's just like an ongoing never-ending list of books it's like right i know yeah. yeah Um, so any other sort of like inclusivity pieces of these books that you think is, yeah, I think, um, do we see a variety? I want to like, what about the mermaids that are pictured that Julian sees? Do we see those mermaids? I'm going to tell you, you just need to get the book so you can (laughs) see all the mermaids. Um, get the, get the book for the art. And yeah, content. donate it to all of your libraries. I don't care if it's banned or not. Go ahead and donate it anyway, because that's ridiculous. Um, but yes, diversity of body types. Again, ah, yes. I try not to, but there are many, many, many. There are people who have bodies that look like 
mine um who are that are larger than mine that are shaped differently than mine and i'm always very excited for that and then there is a um tiny crustacean a little little crustacean (laughs) costume um i just did a slow pan oh um, so good you know when when julianne gets to the parade um and getting to see again sort of like from left to left there's a person in a tiny crustacean costume a very tiny person um julianne and um his abuela um and she is um you know maybe a little bit larger in size than me but is um it is a you know fatter dark-skinned woman and like everybody in this book is is pretty Mm dark-skinned um and then some people who clearly have just sort of like a musculature in their upper body that suggests that they have you know the you know you know more upper upper body muscle and then some people who have things that maybe even look like back rolls which always makes nice. me happy i love to see a nice yep. back roll yep. um back rolls and stretch marks it's our favorite things um <laughs> so there's tons of variety in this book um sadiq wants to stitch you know it's again we're talking about a specific family so you can get the diversity of bodies of you know <laughs> sadiq and um ami and then like uh, there there are sheep um yep <laughs> but the the people in the story i think you know it, it's going to look specifically like it's going to represent the community specifically yeah. um yeah. and i think that that's that's absolutely not inappropriate at all um because it's really centered around a specific place right? yeah totally yeah um yeah so that's sort of um where that's at as far as those things um the way things are described in both books are is is straightforward right that it's not um i think that you know julianne is a mermaid is not telling us that you know you know julianne is a boy julianne is a girl it's sort of like inferred because mm-hmm. of a lot of use of he and him mm-hmm. pronouns um but really just talking about what this very little child wants to be wearing yeah, yeah. and that's it and i think that that's something that's also again meaningful um and i think when we talk about gender expression and like affirming gender right that it's not something that's just relegated for people who are not cisgender right right? that cisgender people affirm their gender all the damn time Mm -hmm. (laughs) through a variety of different things you know just like you know being able to wear clothing that matches you know not just identity but also like preference being able to do things that match with what is you know Mm -hmm. acceptable again air quotes all of that stuff so that's kind of where i'm at with that awesome that's great um so well we talked about like book book bands and so um we these books should be accessible to everyone any ideas about like how people might use the book if they were like a parent caregiver teacher like i'm picturing parents and caregivers having conversations that might be like well but is like like is julian a boy or a girl and it's like oh like like what do you think and like oh yeah he's a boy like how like what does he want to dress like oh yeah to dress like a mermaid you know like right yeah what do mermaids even look like they're fictional creatures (laughs) right um right i was gonna say mermaids aren't real but i'm gonna i'm gonna i know i just realized i have a friend who's gonna be so mad at me yeah um (laughs) never mind (laughs) but i think that that is you know being able to have i also a conversation around 
you know, gender performance and what mm. is, you know, what does it mean? Like, what does it mean to dress like a girl? Yeah. You know, as, right. as somebody, and I think we've talked about this before who, you know, identifies as a woman who, you know, allegedly sort of like, you know, codes female, like people look at me and they mm-hmm. assume more often than not. Um, but that I absolutely don't dress in a way that's you know specifically you know you know using you know again air quotes girl colors quote you know girl silhouettes of things um i don't you know speak in a way like all of those things that sort of like code feminine um Mm -hmm. that that's not me and i don't think ever really has yeah (laughs) so anybody who's listening who's known me for like more than like several decades go ahead and yeah you know tell me (laughs) if i'm wrong but i'm not wrong about that so i think um you know, that's something that is you know, part of the conversation too. Is like, what does it mean to be a girl? What does it mean to be a boy? Like, where did these rules come from? Mm-hmm. Who makes the rules? And then my favorite question is who benefits from those rules? Right. Love that. Um, yeah, that's a great one. This is where I, I, I almost want to like ask my teenager because I know that you know, <laughs> we, we've the talked about that a lot. <laughs> the answer to the patriarchy, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> in, ca- in case you didn't know. Um, so yeah, that's kind of the the what I would do is use these uh, as I just like normal ass books that you have because they are storybooks that are telling a story, um, and then being able to use this as a way to have those jumping off point conversations. Mm-hmm. That that's I mm-hmm. think where I'd go with it. Yeah. Um, as I think about, you know. I think we talked in their um, episode where we we're talking about, you know, how to be a real man and, mm-hmm. um, you know, toys are for everybody um, where this, these are good starting points to be able to dismantle some of the, you know, potentially like fixed opinions. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that that's a, well, not even, I don't think that is not a neurodivergent specific thing. Right. People hold fixed views about gender full stop. So being able to use this again as a way to have those conversations, I think is beneficial regardless of who it is. Everybody get this book. Everybody get these books. Mm -hmm. Make sure your libraries have them. Yeah. Damn the man. Definitely when people like requesting books from from libraries or asking librarians if they have the books is a great way to get people to like bring books. Yeah. two spaces where they might not have them for sure did i answer all the questions did i do a good yeah i think so by myself yeah no that's great thanks for extending the the conversation about breaking gender binaries and gender performance i think that's these are great little additions to that i like it so much this is our long goodbye you can take us out now all right thanks <laughs> sex ed book review is a collaboration between landa fox and barb gross and the views and opinions expressed on this podcast should not be a substitute for professional or clinical advice find us on instagram at sex ed book review and at www.sexedbookreview.com. 